Hello, and welcome to Are You Going to Eat Your Fat? This podcast is a resource dedicated to those struggling with eating disorders. If you are struggling with an eating disorder or know someone who is, maybe a brother, sister, daughter, wife, we want to be here to provide resources and offer hope. I am Dina Lewis, and I'm here with my husband, co-host, Brian Lewis. We are not doctors, but we do come with more than 20 years history in dealing with eating disorders. Whether you found us on purpose or by mistake, whatever the case, we hope by the end of this episode, you have learned something, or at least if you are struggling, you do not feel alone. Hi, and welcome to Are You Going to Eat Your Fat? My name is Dina. And during this episode, I was thinking this week what I wanted to share. And I came up with the thought of what if you're in early recovery in treatment or wherever you are trying to get help and you're in early recovery and you start missing your eating disorder, missing like what it gave to you. And I think it's very normal. I know that I've shared my story with you guys a couple times and stuff, but how can I say this? When you first get into treatment, you obviously start having, once you detox, you start having feelings of sadness, loneliness, anger, all the emotions that you've been pushing down for however long you've been in your eating disorder and you've been numbing yourself with whatever coping mechanism you're using, start to come up and out and start to come to the surface. And it's very uncomfortable then, yes, all the feelings start coming out. Well, for me, I'll say personally, I was very angry. You begin to be aware of the things that your eating disorder took from you. For my example, for me, it was probably my all my 20s were just my whole eating disorder. And so I really regret that. But at least I can look at it now and look at it another perspective and say, well, at least it didn't take my 30s and my 40s as well. It's not just feelings that you're dealing with in early recovery. I guess I should say for myself personally, the feelings came, but it was also relearning how to eat again and not being able to eat in, even in a normal quantity. That was too much for me in the very beginning. One, it was overwhelming emotionally. And two, my stomach wasn't going to take it. So refeeding yourself and the discomfort that comes with that, as well as weight gain or even weight loss. Maybe you're bulimic or you're an overeater or something and you're trying to lose weight and maybe it's not happening fast enough. But remember, it takes time. It took you a while to get to this point and it's going to take you a while to go back to where you were, kind of like when you're pregnant. You know, you just want to lose all the weight as soon as the baby's born, but that just doesn't happen. I think it's really normal to have these feelings. I don't know that I really can say that I if I think back, and I can't remember everything, but I, if I think back, I don't know that I really missed my eating disorder because once I got to a point in recovery, I had a conscience. So I knew what I was doing, and I was aware of what I was doing, and I knew how it was hurting people because I was not consumed so much with just myself. So even if I had fallen back, and I did have a couple of relapses where I went fully back in or something like that, it would have never been the exact same because now I had a conscience where before that didn't consume me at all. It didn't matter what happened to anybody else but myself. So even if I went back, I wouldn't get as much from it that I did initially. 
I mean, during recovery and especially in early recovery, you're going to hit peaks and valleys and ups and downs and roller coaster rides and all the way through. So, yeah, maybe you would look back at your eating disorder and say, even though it was one of the most difficult times for me, maybe during the eating disorder time when you're at your worst, maybe that almost looks easier than what you're facing right now in treatment or in your recovery. Just remember that make short-term goals for yourself. Don't look at long-term yet because that's overwhelming. And you already have enough that you're overwhelmed with just by being in treatment and, and all that's around you and the unknown. I guess, I don't know if I felt it all the time, but I did feel like, you know, I got myself to this point. I mean, I know it's a disease, but initially I got myself to this point and I should be able to get myself out of it. Maybe I could have done that in the very beginning. Maybe if I had been more aware of what was going on, maybe if I had been an adolescent or younger than 18, I'm sure my mom would have put me into treatment earlier, but I don't know. I mean, there's lots of what ifs. So I think it's okay to have that nostalgia or those feelings of what it was like before, but I think you have to give yourself time to mourn the loss of your eating disorder and what you had then, and then have a plan to what are you going to do after that period. And I heard someone say once that maybe set a timer for yourself because I think one of the worst things you could do is just push those feelings down if you're having them, especially I did personally in my eating disorder. So now once you have these feelings, I think you have to feel them, but limit yourself to how much time you give to that because at some point if you are in those feelings of nostalgia and those feelings of what the past was, Eventually, I think it's going to trigger you, and you could end up relapsing. But I'm not a doctor, so I can't say for sure. I'm just saying. But anybody, if you stay in that dark place for too long, it's harder to climb out of. I think you can be completely committed to recovery and still have these moments. If I think back sometimes now when something hard happens in my life, I think before— it was simple. I would just restrict even more or lose more weight. Now I have to sit with the feelings and I have to deal with them and I have to deal with the moment. And it takes a lot more energy. But I want to make it clear that just because you're having these feelings doesn't mean you're relapsing. And it doesn't mean you're broken. Because in order for you to have a relapse, you have to have the feeling and the action has to follow through after the feeling. So if you're feeling like, okay, I wish I could restrict or I wish I could, whatever it is, drink, and then you follow along with that and you head into a bar or you do whatever you're doing, then yes, I would call that a relapse. But if you're having these thoughts, maybe the best thing to do is get on with your sponsor, on the phone with your sponsor, start writing, get to a meeting, those kinds of things. I think it's very normal because you have to give yourself the time to grieve it. Well, it was a big part of my life for 10 years and it wasn't going to go away overnight. I feel very blessed to go to a place where I could kind of be in a bubble, and, you know, everybody was encouraging one another for most of the time. The hardest part, I think, about treatment, one of the harder parts for me, besides working the program, was everybody was at a different stage of recovery. And so some people are, like, getting ready to go home. Some people are just coming in. Some people are in the middle of it. And some people are angry, happy, sad. And we aren't all feeling the same thing all the time. I saw a quote, and I wrote it down. Because your eating disorder is in your past, it should be a reference point, not a residence. 
So you, I've said it before, you do not owe your eating disorder anything. If you get stuck in that mind frame of, oh, I remember those days and those were easier days, remind yourself, if you can, what were some of the worst parts that you don't miss anymore? For me, for an example for me, is it ruined a lot of relationships and friendships for me. I think I still struggle with some of my family members to this day, now that they fully get what I went through. I think they're happy that I'm alive today, but just can't comprehend it. So that's a lot better. I have a much better relationship when my mom was alive. I know it gave her a lot of relief. Another thing, the preoccupation with food and the number on the scale. I have not weighed myself, oh my gosh, years. And unless I have to go to the doctor and then I don't even look. But there are times I have the preoccupation with maybe food at times. But that's usually I have to kind of go, well, why? What's going on in my universe right now that's making me focus on that. But it's nowhere near the amount of time that I focused or was preoccupied with numbers, recipes, food in general. And so that's a great thing. I never thought I would lose that, and I did. I think anybody that's had an eating disorder or an addict of any type, whether it's alcoholism, drugs, or whatever, I consider you all warriors. I think that it takes a special person to be able to recognize you have a problem, get help for it, and then live your life again in a whole new way. Because I've listened to other podcasts and they're like, well, you can be recovered. Well, if you want to say you're recovered, be recovered if that's what suits you. But for me, I will always be in recovery because every day is a new day for me. And I'm never going to say I'm done because that gets me into a place where I think I've accomplished it. Look what I did. I'm done. And no, no, I always want to be humble. I always want to be grateful and thankful for everything that I have. And I do have very much. So we've talked about addressing the feelings head on that I know there's hard days putting one foot in front of the other, baby steps all along the way. You have new messages you're being told now. Once you start hearing them over and over again, those recordings are going to be different from what they ever were before. And you're going to start to believe them. I truly believe that. And the old messages that have been there, the negative ones, the triggering ones, are going to fade away more and more. I told you guys that I had spoken with a family recently, a mother and a daughter, and I remember the daughter saying somebody had told her, and I'm, I'm hoping she's going to be okay with this because I'm not sharing who it is, but she had made a comment about They say, I'm strong and I can do this. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And her mom told me, she said, but I can't. You know, I don't feel like I can. I'm not going to say I actually can't, but she didn't feel like she could. And it made me kind of think about what I say to other people. You are strong. You can do this. You got this. And you know what? In the beginning, it is really hard to hear that because you don't feel like you got this. So it made me think a little bit maybe by saying, like, I encourage you. You're strong. You're powerful. If you need me, I'm here. So I've thought of other things that maybe I can say to people, especially in that early recovery period. You know, there was also came a point where my husband was like, hey, talk to these guys about OCD. And I think I did do an episode on OCD already, but I was doing some research and I kind of found out that OCD and anorexia are very linked or probably any eating disorder OCD is very linked to that. But I found it interesting that sometimes it's, is it the OCD 
that's really going on and it's just an OCD issue or is it an eating disorder issue? Now, my OCD, I was not aware as much of my OCD when I was in my disease so heavily, but afterwards, once I got into recovery, I think the OCD showed up even more after the fact, and I still deal with some of those issues right now. They're not as severe, but it switches. So at one point, it was checking the doors on my car, and then it switched to turning off the light switches in my house, and it wasn't one thing all the time. I thank you guys for all that you support because I'm hoping I support you because I know you guys are really supporting me, and it was great to hear from a family because it made me feel like, well, maybe my message is getting through, and I'm trying my best to be a voice to all of you that may not have a voice right now and are silenced because of the eating disorder. I appreciate all that you guys do when you're downloading, and we have way over 600 downloads right now, and I'm just amazed and humbled by all of it. I want to remind you guys that I have a Facebook page, Are You Going to Eat Your Fat? You just have to ask to be on it, and I will get you on there. And our website, areyougoingoneatyourfat.com. If you have questions or comments, check us out at eatthatfat at gmail.com. And I will keep your anonymity known. I will not share people's names unless they request me to because I think that's important. I just want to tell you how grateful I am for all of you. And I hope you guys have the best week ever. And I know it's already Valentine's Day here past, but I wish you guys all a happy Valentine's Day. And I'm going to end it with serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it. You are worth it. Thank you so much, you guys. I feel so blessed. See ya. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you for joining us. If you found this podcast useful or we have given you hope and you want to reach out and contribute, feel free to do so at eatthatfat at gmail.com. That's eatthatfat at gmail.com. Our pledge to you is that every penny that we get in contributions goes to production costs and keeping the lights on. We will not pay ourselves but anything above and beyond production costs will go to benefit organizations that specialize in eating disorders. Please reach out to us if you need resources or you just need to talk. You are not alone and there are people who care. Keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it. You are worth it. <laughs>